Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. In today's episode, I'm talking to Ginevra Croft from The Woolcroft. The Woolcroft is a bricks and mortar wool and fabric shop in Abergavenny, South Wales, specialising in quality yarns, dressmaking fabrics and beautiful cotton prints. The lockdown interrupted their expansion into running craft workshops, but they launched their online store at the end of 2020 so that they can continue to sell online. Welcome to the show, Ginevra. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me on your podcast. You're very welcome here. How about you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about the Woolcroft and how it's started and how long you've been going and that kind of thing? Yeah, we've been in Abergavenny for 10 years. We're coming up to our 10 year anniversary in August. Lovely. And started off the other side of town, which was down by the Angel Hotel. Had my first little shop for eight years and really got up and running there. I suppose that's winding a couple of years back from that. I've moved with my husband to Abergavenny. And uh, we moved here because it was such a great town, you know, really thought it was a really vibrant town. At that time, I was commuting. I was commuting to Cardiff in a job there and I was starting to get back into my crafts, knitting on the train. And I just thought Abergavenny is the kind of place that really should have had a really great wool shop. It had yeah. lots of lovely independent shops. You know, there was a lot there was a lot going on, but it didn't have that wool shop that I wanted. So it was making that move really from not being so happy in maybe in kind of corporate world and looking at being self-employed started figuring that out and I was trading for maybe six six months or a year before the premises got sorted out and before we went into the first shop and it's just it's it's blossomed from there really been running with it and nice and busy since then good good I'm glad to hear it because you yeah it's, it can be really tough on the high street these days but I'm glad to hear that it's it's going really well and has gone really well for you. So that was a big step, isn't it? Did you, going from a job to having yeah. your own business, how, how did you make that decision? Was that was that hard for you? It, it was a little bit dip my toe in the water, you know, kind of, um, like I said, I started doing my research and started running it, I suppose, as a side business, getting in touch with crafters locally, finding out, you know was it something that other people wanted is it just something that I that I wanted but no found a lot of people who thought would welcome it and started building up that network so I think that I think my confidence grew really and then there was just a point when it didn't feel like a big decision it felt like just ready you know ready to go and it felt the the, the shop the other side of town because we, we only moved to this premises I'm in now we're, we're in a bigger shop the last two years we moved here two years ago yeah and that little shop just felt like the perfect way of starting so it felt like lots of things coming together yeah. at the right time and secured the lease and off we went so did you have any experience running your own business before that or what did you do no. as a job before that? Did you have any transferable skills? Or yeah, I was. I was my my degrees in software engineering, so I was working in IT, but in in a kind of a in a kind of a, a people part of IT to do with user experience, dealing with people. I'd say I brought all of that and and the, the IT. To be honest, it, it's never been wasted. I love my spreadsheets, mm. and that's never wasted yeah. in a business if you're trying to get organised. So I, I brought all of that to it, but. 
really just approached, I hadn't had any experience of running my own business apart from a bit of independent kind of website design that I'd done for people, just one-offs really in, in the the early days of the internet it feels like now 20 years ago (laughs) yeah that's a long time but that that felt like all of that was trying things out yeah brought all of that with me and I'd I'd say I approached setting up the business just really what would I want as a customer what do I want my shop to look like what do I want what do I want from the service what do I want that isn't being done already in the town? So I felt like, yeah, I felt like I brought my, my, I, I'm a knitter kind of, I'm my yeah. customer. What, you know, that was the start of it, I'd say. Which I think is a, a pretty safe way to go, really, because like if you're producing something that you know you want and that there are plenty yeah. more people who have the same hobby as you. So that makes total sense. So when yeah. you first opened the shop, I guess it's slightly different when you're opening on a high street than if, if you're opening purely online. Yeah. Was it just a case of uh, natural footfall of people finding you or what did you do to actually launch and spread the world a little bit wider than just that street in Abergavenny? Yeah, I mean, it it felt fairly organic. I think that's the right that's the right phrase, isn't it? It was it was definitely about putting the word out in the town. I did do a couple of uh, the local newspaper ads. I had a sign in my in the window after I got the lease, but before. I was ready to open saying coming soon that that was there people said it felt like for a very long time that was there for a couple of months and they were champing at the bit so that was good and it it did have it does have good footfall down on cross street in Abergavenny I, I could see that there were lots of people going past what else did I do I was in touch with net like networks of knitters because I'd started a a knitting out group out in the Angel Hotel and we were we'd been there you know, six months a, a year. So I felt like I was spreading the word through the networks. And then I set up things like the the social media uh, side of things and started telling people that way what we were doing, really. I actually can't remember when I put a website up with all of my background in IT. <laughs> it wasn't ever about that for me. It was crafts are a very touchy-feely, kind of get your hands on it, especially walls and fabrics. And yes. so I'm pretty sure I had a one-page website from the start but it didn't change much over maybe six seven years it was pretty much just you're here we are come and yeah. see us and so obviously as with so many people lockdown last year and you having to close your doors what was your first reaction when that happened what did you do what did I do yeah I was within a few days of the lockdown I was down here with doors shut I suppose yeah figuring out how do you do this very tactile business which wool and crafts really is how do I do that without seeing people so it was definitely it was definitely about keeping in touch again social media is what I've always turned to because things like Facebook you know it's always worked well for us so it goes up and down sometimes you know sometimes sometimes not so much but it was very much letting people know that we were still here making sure, to be honest, I, I was really glad to have got my hands on a, on a pack of bright coloured printing paper mm. and printed off, you know, we are taking orders, send us a message and put it in the window. I just felt like that was just yes. something to say, to, to connect with any, anyone to actually see we were still here if they needed us. And I built that up, I'd say, you know, to a bit bit more of a structured, bit more of a structured social media so it was just a case of if somebody wouldn't send you a message on Facebook have you got xyz yarn in xyz color 
That's and you it. go, yeah, how many, there's not a roll of yarn, is it? <laughs> how many um, ball, skews ball, of ball, of, how many balls of yarn do you yeah. want? And, you know, I guess send you a bank transfer or whatever, or take the payment over That's the phone, it. I suppose you can do. Is, and that was it. So how long did you run it like that before you decided, oh, we need a website and for people to actually buy online? Yeah, that was a good six six months, really. We And we, we got through the first first lockdown that way and you know we reopened in the summer with kind of restrictions and but reopened and I think we got to that point feeling it works but it's not very efficient that was the time I was very much I mean I do this a lot when I talk about it because that's what I was doing I was on my mobile you know whatsapping and taking photos and there would be messages to and fro so what could have taken five minutes in the shop was taking you know half an hour spread over a few hours sometimes yeah so I knew that wasn't an efficient way of doing business but best we could do yeah and and I think then thinking about the web shop it's always something that I'd had at the back of my mind that if I was going to put a web shop up there it had to add something and it had to be like the shop experience Mm. that that you have when we're here that's what I always had in my mind and I thought before all the lockdowns I didn't see a point in that, you know, we're pretty, pretty busy in, in the shop. People want to get their hands, their hands on things. Why would I compete with the big yarn shops? You know, the yarn supermarkets really are the competition then online and they discount yeah. and they got a marketing team. Why would I do that and pay kind of high street rates? Yeah. You know, for why kind of, uh, why spread myself um, into that? Why don't spread myself too thin was always, you know, was yeah. always my feeling concentrate on the bricks and mortar and the actual shopping here in person and we we do get people traveling and I felt again before before lockdowns that was very much something we could keep expanding you know to let people know further afield that we were here but yeah yeah, the web shop once we were doors shut felt very much like I've got to figure this out I've got to I've got to find find a way that that people can use that and and we can be more visible yeah I presume you built the web shop did you it was actually me and my mum. Most of it was done by my mum. And there's a longer story there because when I got into IT, when I was studying, my mum took an interest. She'd always been, you know, in, interested in kind of information and, and but had never worked in that area. So my mum my had done things with a website of her own as like a side project. And so I drafted in my mum to help me basically and she's been amazing I actually don't think I could have done it without her I've been able to pass things over she's figured things out she's done all the, the tapping in she's you know sorted out adding in the products which is a, we all know is a big it's a big job she's yeah she sorted out some of the technical challenges kept it going really and she's still working away for me I'm still very glad of her help to be honest so yeah yeah, what platform have you built the website on? We ended up going with Cells, S-E-L-Z. That's, and, and that was because it, I was already using an iZettle payment system in, in the shop. And at, yeah. at that point, they were, they were linked. I mean, there seems to be, a, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, there seems to be a lot changing with the payment providers and the, the website mm-hmm. providers at the moment. People buying Probably out because people. so many people have had um, to sign up and starting to do this. Maybe they're adapting to change to the way people are having to do business I guess I don't know but yeah that's true that could be a, a boom kind of industry couldn't it yeah remote payments is mm. yeah is very much a thing and it but yeah it worked out well the cells I don't know if it's cells or cells actually cells the sales kind of interface it was one of those that we could jump in we felt like we did our kind of couple of hours got it looking you know at least 
or you know almost as you want it so we can start this way and then we can build it up and I'd say it's I'd say it's working fine I don't think anything's unless you pay a you know a lot of money anything's ever going to do everything you want but I'm really happy with how we launched the first like the first this feels like the first I don't know um the first generation of our website it feels like yeah something to build on and how did you launch it when you finally had that ability to actually buy online did what did you do to get that out there again I do really rely on social media it's one of the things I mean it was this was October last year so we're only really I mean we're probably less than six months into using it it's one of the things that I feel like I'm still figuring out I've still got I've still got more questions you know and unanswered questions and about that side of the business about the e-commerce and about how to spread the word with the web shop I, I feel like I've got to the stage where I know it's I know it's a different kind of animal it feels like I've got to keep it integrated with my business but it feels like a totally different kind of animal to to manage to do that thing of how do we let people know further afield that that the web shop is there so I, I feel like I'm really yeah figuring that out at the moment with all with all my knowledge of the last 10 years of running the business it does that does help you know because I know the the user experience that I, I want the web shop to offer but in a way I don't feel like I know ways to to market that and, and to get it out there yeah it's it could do with being busier yeah. in a way yeah that is the challenge isn't it that's a challenge for everybody because like yeah. do you go down the paying for Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever, you know, yes, that might get more visitors to the site, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be buying. And it's, a, you know, you have to have a, you know, you have to invest the money up front before you know really whether it's going to work for you. So it is a, yeah. it's a challenge, I think, that everybody faces, isn't it? Uh, do you do anything like email marketing? I Do you sort of capture email addresses? Do you have, are you able to send people, keep up to date? through email and that kind of thing we we'd, we'd had we'd had had a newsletter list all the way through since the start of the business and it, it's grown and grown it's it's how we'd be most successful at, at advertising our workshops before you know before lockdown the the craft classes that we were running and yeah I'd always had good results when I sent a newsletter in my business I've never found a good way of putting enough time into sending that newsletter regularly enough I know that's something I need to do yeah I, I know I know it's something that that will work if I can get if I can if I can focus the time on it that's yeah, that, been a, a fair stretch <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah I, yeah I know that is something that would work but then I also think I'm I miss some of the nuances maybe about how to structure the newsletter to get a response and call someone to action to prep this button and, and that they're yeah. confident enough to to see something that they like and buy it yeah yeah it so. is a big challenge as well and you obviously you don't also want to be sending out emails that are constantly by this do you, you want it to be well part of that customer experience that you were talking about isn't it you want it to be part of the relationship so that and it, it is more than just shoving a letter and an email together saying oh look we've got these new products boom it does take yeah. time to put that personal touch into it and actually maybe tell a story and and give some proper updates and that kind of thing so yeah. that, that you saying uh, talking about the email marketing there what 
do you think is the hardest thing for you when it comes to running your business? Not just necessarily the online side, but the business as a whole. What's the hardest thing for you? Hardest thing? I think what I found the last the last two years since we came to this bigger premises, the the idea of finding what I think now is my perfect shop. I love it. I love it here on it's on Neville Street in Abergavenny and it's we've got a much bigger space and the idea was we got this bigger workshop area in the back we we had nine months of running classes the idea with that was to make the reach bigger to do a lot more gatherings and I, I felt like I kind of doubled the work in the business and was you know it happened kind of a bit opportunistically and I could have done with maybe a bit more planning. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? To, as, as to how I was going to manage that, but we managed it. We got things up and running. But I felt, you know, I felt like I was. I had nine months of playing, playing catch up of trying to get that bigger business working. Biggest challenge, I think, really is finding ways to make that profitable so I can get the help I need. Mm. You know, get the help I need and delegate a a bit of that running which is the kind of the planning that I'm doing now planning for reopening really but yeah but, but business challenges business yeah. challenges in, in one way so it, it, it is just you in the business at the moment is it um I've always had always had a team working working with me in the shop so mm-hmm. we've uh, had a number of you know great knitters and, and crafters who work as, as shop assistants and I had had an, an assistant manager on the the shop side of things and had a really wide network to be honest of of great helpers you know the people who pitched in and scrubbed the floor of when we were trying to get the premises ready so I've always had that been very lucky to have a lot of people helping but yeah I definitely feel like like the business challenge if I'm going to put enough time into doing these new parts like like the marketing side of, of the web of the web shop and we're setting up a blog that's that's one of the things I, I've been trying to do to put a little bit more of the help that we give to customers in the shop. We haven't been able to do that. So I'm trying to put those stories and those you know, like helpful yeah. hints, and talk about, you know, projects we love doing, uh, craft projects, um, trying to put that out on the blog. So all of those things, if I'm going to put more time into that, it is about, yeah, yeah, finding a way to get you know, to get the business side a bit smoother running, yeah. maybe with a bit of tech for managing the events a bit better when we're up and running. Yeah. So mm. looking back, because it's 10 years, you know, that's a long time in business terms, really, isn't it? If you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Is there anything you'd have done differently, do you think? Yeah, I was puzzling over that one because you said you sent your questions through. I was puzzling. I always find that really difficult. It's like transporting mm. yourself back in time a little bit. Yeah. And, and would, would anything have been different? I think I'd probably, I don't know I would have done any, any of it that differently. I'd probably have at least taken a holiday once a year and not, you know, I got times when you wear yourself quite thin and yeah. I know now that's not a good idea. But yeah. I think I'd still have, I'm still pretty happy with my, with my instincts mm. about the business. I think you know and about about the directions I went and when and even about not having gone into the online the online part of the business until now I think for crafts with the way that that crafts have been working and the way again that the bigger operators kind of work online I think that was the right thing that was the right Mm -hmm. thing to you know to wait until now until there was you know a really good reason really good reason to do it 
There's never a right or wrong answer to no. that question. Sometimes when I ask it, people will go, no, I wouldn't have done anything differently. And then some people yeah. will immediately jump and say, absolutely, I would have totally done this instead of that. But it's yeah. all about, it's all a personal choice, isn't it? And it's all, you know, certain decisions you made in the past bring you to where you are now. And if you've done it differently, who knows where you'd be now? It could be a completely different yeah. business and it might not be a business that you actually enjoy working in could it so yeah so yeah but I always like to ask that question because sometimes you kind of get out some you know you can offer advice it's useful to other people sometimes which I guess could ask me to to, brings me on to another question that I think is quite a nice one which I'd like to ask you is if Mm. you were giving advice to a friend who wanted to start a business whether that was a, a brick and mortar shop an online shop or any kind of business yeah is there anything that you'd say to them specifically as advice as the most important things to do I mean yeah it's the, the things that taking work, a holiday once a year <laughs> yeah a holiday that's 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 still really important yeah but it's the things that I think do get talked about most often about being passionate about what you do because that's that'll that'll he- that'll head you in that'll head you in the right direction mm. you, you're listening to your instincts and keeping an eye on 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 your customers and, and what they want and how the experience is working for them I suppose that's that, yeah. that, that and that is something that that you can forget to do keep ask your customers for the feedback as often as you can which was something we did in our workshops and I was learning a lot from when yeah. we when we started our, our workshops here in the bigger shop yeah keeping in touch with that and with your instincts and keeping your passion for it definitely you've got to I think you've got to follow got to follow your interest in the business or else it's really going to show especially when you're talking to people every day you know retail's very you get very immediate feedback you get you know immediate feedback with the conversations that you have and you get that feedback with with whether or not people buy something Mm. from you if you're in a bad mood it's very hard to sell anything to anyone because people doesn't feel doesn't feel right so if you're not passionate about your subject then that can really come that can really come through I suppose yeah, I think that's so important. That is so important because I must admit there are times when I've kind of lost it a little bit in the past and it is really hard to keep going and to just keep plodding on every day when you just don't have that passion anymore. And luckily, fortunately for me, I've got myself back into it and I remembered why I like doing what I do. But it, it, it's easy, I think, for people to think, oh, well, I can just go and set up a business doing X, Y, Z because that's really profitable not for the right if they don't do it for the right reason it ends up well and it can end up as just being even worse than a normal job because you've got work to do and you've got all the stress of running the business on top you can't just go home at night and switch off can you so yeah that's that's really good you know you say about having a passion for what you do does get you through doesn't it It, yeah and And if if you've lost it you've got to go find it again you know it's it it is very much that whatever you need to do yeah I mean we're we're all we're all a bit exhausted aren't we you know in moments yes in moments where you've got to dig deep and find you know what what's next and yeah planning planning the next thing so talking talking of planning what is Mm. on the cards for the Woolcroft hopefully we'll be coming out of lockdown reasonably soon yeah have you got any big plans for the coming years or are you just going to kind of get back to where you were and take it from there yeah it it does feel a little bit like a little bit see where we are for the rest of the year and, and then yeah, longer term plans. I'm desperate to get the craft workshops back up and running. We'd yeah. you know we'd set that 
we'd set that up as almost like a, a separate business. We, we called it the Make House, and yeah. it's and it, it. I was trying, you know, trying to make that very much of a place where people that people would think of for kind of gathering together, doing crafts, community projects. And I'm desperate to get that back up and running. It's it's one of the more challenging ones events at, at the moment. That's my kind of one year plan. I felt like a little bit we we have been set back to starting point, you know, yeah. to to zero, trying to build up to you know build up contacting tutors who'll teach the classes and getting in touch yeah. with our networks again, uh, of customers again and and yeah I'm now, now that I've got the web shop it really just feel I've, I really want to figure it out you know it's it's a bit of a puzzle it's a bit of a puzzle at the moment it was the start it feels like I've, I've got a start and how to how to tweak and kind of grow that maybe to reach a little bit further is interesting I don't know what about selling wool selling Welsh wool to American customers that's you know that's the kind of thing I don't I just don't I just don't know yet I don't know what's going to where that's going to lead but I, I feel like there's a lot more I can do with it for sure oh yes yeah and if you've got if you've got specialty yarns as, as well then I'm sure that there is a market of a far wider market than than just yeah. the UK but having that ability to be able to literally sell to anywhere in the world yeah you just gotta say it. it's a real leveler isn't it yeah yeah and you just gotta have to figure out what works for you which is not easy it's easy to say yeah. but it's not easy to do yeah <laughs> and I, I wish you every success with it because I'm the one thing I'm taking from speaking to people and I've spoken to a lot of local businesses to me which is wonderful but mm. most people it's speaking to their small businesses and very often have a, a retail a, an outlet but you know what I mean a retail shop as you do and I just love it's been lovely hearing the success that they're getting and like you you've had to make that pivot and you've embraced it and you've moved online and yes it's not been easy but you're working with it and you're finding your way and it'll be a success because you've got that as you say you've got that passion behind you I'm really looking forward to seeing what becomes of it and I'm very looking very much looking forward to seeing the craft workshops coming up because I can come and do one because I'm a quilter I'm not a knitter I can't knit for toffee but I am a quilter and I do I love all sorts of crafty things so I'm really I shall pop you along when I see you. yeah we'll yeah, pop great. along and join in once they're once you're able to run them again it'd be really lovely yeah, yeah. thanks yeah, ever so much you. for talking to me today it's been really nice listening to yeah. your story and it's, it's great I mean Thank you. I mean, I, I just thought this was such a great thing you're doing, talking to Abergavenny businesses, you know, yeah. for one thing. And um, in there's a lot of probably, you know, business owners like myself who we, we talk a lot to our customers, but we don't talk a lot about our business. You no. know, and I find that I find that really helpful to be able to say all of this out loud. It's a yeah, little bit good. kind of a check, isn't it? So thank you so much. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.